Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, good morning, Mr. Minko. I'm here to rescue you again. I thought you were here to celebrate my birthday. Happy birthday, Bob. What? That is, well, you You've know, been that. here for several hours. This is the first time you've actually sang this to me. Oh. And all the folks who get a chance as well here in the next 55 minutes. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to the Empire. Because the Empire celebrates a birthday every day. The Empire will celebrate a big birthday, as you know, at the end of this year. More on that in December when you are back with us. That's right. I'll be back. And more on this radio.com a little bit later in this hour, too, as a matter of fact. We have quite the program with you this morning. I'm Bob Salter, and I'm very pleased that um, joining us for our program today, we're on from 6 to 7 on Sunday morning, is Charles Colon. Charles has an interesting uh, background. Uh, he is um, someone who is familiar with a term that has become part of our vocabulary in this country on a daily basis for a lot of people. And that term is bullying. Uh, he has become an advocate for a number of approaches to the topic in the area of tolerance, kindness. We're going to be talking about that. But also in his background, he is someone who was bullied, and he's going to share an awful lot with us over the course of this hour of our program this morning. Charles, first of all, good morning. It's nice to have you join us here on The Family. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I say that term, bullying, to you. What's your reaction? My reaction is is a flashback to to the pain and and suffering that I went through for for five years back in through through fifth grade all the way through eighth grade. Mm. How intense did it get? Well, it it got to the point where on some days it would be it wouldn't be as bad. On other days, I would have twenty three kids come up to me. Uh, and and tell me how how worthless I am, how I should go kill myself, and you know, when it gets to to a big point, it's it's really soul crushing and and destroying. Mm. So when this first started happening, what was going through your mind? What was first going through my mind was was why me? Mm-hmm. Is there is there something wrong with me? Am I am I doing something that's that's making everyone not like me? 
Um, it was, it just seemed odd to me because they, they had singled me out and, and picked me out out of a crowd of other people. And I mean, there were, there were so many other kids that, that this could have happened to and, and it happened to me. And so it was just a confusion. I was, I was very upset and you really don't know where to turn when, when you have a mass of, of people going against you. So where did you turn? Well, I tried to to turn to my to the faculty and and um, although they were very sympathetic there was nothing that they could do. The bullies hid, hid their hid their bullying very well. It wasn't physical, it was emotional and and verbal and and because of that a lot of it was outside of school as well and there was nothing that the school could really do. So I I had to try to turn to to my family and and unfortunately Although they were of amazing help, that only goes so far. Mm. And when bullying is not on a um, physical basis, it's not being done in that fashion, is that a harder thing for some people to grasp exactly what's taking place? Well, it's a lot more vague in terms of what kids are doing to you that's, that's setting you off and, and how they're poking fun at you. Um, when, when people think of bullying, they often think of tripping someone in the hallway or shoving them into a locker. My bullying was, everyone can come to my house, well, except for you, Charles. My bullying was, invite me out into, into town to hang out and, and, not, and not have anyone show up. It was, go with someone to the mall, uh, turn my back, and they've already left. It was, in the hallway, um them saying cruel and insensitive things to me when the faculty wasn't around. Um, and, and that is, is a lot harder to catch than something that, that can leave physical evidence on someone, such as a bruise or a broken bone. And the other thing is, I mean, relatively speaking, you're young as all of this is happening. So this is taking place as part of your maturing into the world, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, was a, it was a very difficult time for me, especially being, uh, being a fifth grader coming mm. into a new town. I had just moved from New York to Connecticut, and everyone sort of had their cliques. Everyone had known each other since the first grade onward, and they already knew who their friend group was, and, and it was tough to try to get assimilated into that new culture. And, and because of that, I was sort of seen as an outcast, and that sort of expanded from there. And it, it just became worse and worse and worse until eventually I had to, to switch schools. In this day and age when technology rules so much of what we do and how we do it, and here we're also talking about things like the impact of social media. I mean, is that changing the impact and, to some extent, the power that bullying can have? Well, social media is a very powerful thing in our country right now. It's always a matter of perspective. Social media can be a blessing or it could be a curse. It just depends on how you use it. If you use it for the good, it's an amazing way to spread ideas. It's an amazing way to spread kindness and, and positive energy. 
you can really get a lot of people together and make a lot of really amazing things through social media. But if you use it for for the bad and and if you uh and if you use it negatively, of course it can spread bullying even faster. And when you when you're in front of a computer screen, it sort of gives you a a sense of confidence like you're hiding behind a mask, like you're not actually talking to someone and and what you're saying isn't actually going to be seen by someone else. It's a lot easier to to say something bad and and to bully someone over a screen than it is in person. So how did things turn around for you? Well, through my persistence, uh, I was able to overcome it. A big part of that was ever since I was born, I've had a sense of confidence in myself. I've, I've had a sense of self-worth. And my story is, is something unlike someone else, a bully, you know, another bullying victim has gone through because of my sense of confidence. So I was born a surviving triplet. That mm-hmm. means that I had three brothers, three, uh, three other brothers that, that were alongside me, and two of them didn't make it. I was the only one that survived. I had a low survival chance, and I beat the odds. And so from there, I've always known that, I've had a lot, that I have a purpose, I have a, and that gave me a sense of confidence in myself. And so that was able to push me through. That's something that a lot of bullying victims don't have. And because of that, the bullying crushes them. And, and due to my experience, they didn't have the chance to, to do that. But when you're going through the kind of experience that you were at such a young age, did that impact have any impact on your schoolwork as well? On my schoolwork, it was difficult when I had to partner up with those kids in class, Mm -hmm. of course. I mean, it it led to a lot of really bad situations. In terms of schoolwork, it affected, maybe it affected it minimally. I sort of kept my, kept, I was really headstrong in terms of finishing everything and and making sure that I did a good job and and meeting with teachers. It was mainly my, my social and my, and my emotional life. Um, I think it just played a big role in, in when I came home and when I had to go to bed at night, not knowing who I could talk to, not knowing who my friends were and and where I could go next. Mm. Tell us about this trip to Washington that took place this summer. You made this with your parents. Yes. So So once I switched schools, I, I switched out of my, my public school to, to Greens Farms Academy in Westport, and it really was life-changing. The community accepted me for who I was. They, they, were, they, just, oh, they, they were there with open arms for me, and, and they wanted to do everything they could to help, and, and that boosted my confidence to the level where I said, well, I survived bullying, and, and I want to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone else if, if I can help it. And so I browsed, I was looking for, for bullying campaigns, and, and I ran across PACER, which is a bullying prevention center in Minnesota. They sort of coined Unity Day, and, and I, with their permission, through talking to them, they said, you can go ahead and, and run with this, I'll give you the green light. So from there, I, I met with a local representative, his name is Fred Camillo from Greenwich, Connecticut, where I live, and, and he helped me get in touch with, with Senator Blumenthal, and from there... I was able to email 20 different offices of, of Congress and Senate, and 
through there, I was able to go in. They, they loved my cause. They wanted to hear more about it. And so we took the trip down to Washington, and I met with all 20 of, of the offices. Okay. Now, I tend to naturally be skeptical in um, situations like this where someone says they've met with members of um, Congress or elected officials. What was the reaction like? They they couldn't have been more supportive. They they really thought that that this cause was something that the country really needed. I I made it a big point to make this bipartisan because that's what Unity Day is all about. It's about coming together for tolerance, kindness, and respect. It's about respecting other people's viewpoints. It's about coming together for each other's differences. And so both parties were extremely supportive of of Unity Day, and that's exactly what. I needed to happen. And when you say extremely supportive, in what way, how is this going to play out? In terms they, they wanted to, to progress it to the point where, through meeting with them, I, I was able to work with, with Senator Blumenthal to, to write a national resolution for a day of unity. So he, we, we had been working on this for a while, and and eventually, through a lot of hard work, a lot of emails back and forth, a lot of talking over the phone and, and meetings, we were able to get a, a draft of a resolution back, which he sent to me, and, and I actually was able to edit this national resolution in my bedroom that, that would be soon be introduced onto the, um, the Senate floor to be voted. On top of that, I, I got this introduced or someone's going to be introducing this into the house. It would be Congressman Tom Emmer from Minnesota. Um, so, so this is, we now have a bipartisan support and, and bipartisan, um, legislature in, in both the Senate and the house of representatives. Now this Wednesday, which is the 23rd is the plans are for that to be unity day. Is that right? What will that actually mean that day? Well, on that day, everyone, like I said, everyone comes together for tolerance, kindness, and respect. So what that day looks like is there's a lot of activities that have to do with, with coming together, such as we have a, a pumpkin carving, a carving event where, where you're paired up with people who you don't know very well, and, and you just have to talk while you carve a pumpkin, and, and it has to do with art and, um, and listening to each other's ideas. Um, there's a, a big seminar event where everyone comes out. They have their various different art forms, such as they would write a song or, or write a poem. Some people speak. I know last year when, we, when I introduced this, there was a lot of powerful speakers, including a teacher that came out and said, well, when I was a kid, I was the bully, and here's where I was coming from. And now that I've realized the error of my ways, I've decided that I wanted to spend my life preventing this as a teacher. Mm. All right, I want to talk more about um, Unity Day. We'll also talk about your uh, website and some other areas where we're going in discussion. We're just started in our chat with Charles Colin on our program, talking with him. He's with us for our entire hour this Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning on the fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter on our program this morning. We're in to talk about the topic of bullying, and an interesting guest has joined us for our program this morning. You know, as a matter of fact, too, the other thing I 
didn't mention um, earlier in this discussion, sometimes people um, who are listening to us want to join in the discussion. Maybe somebody who's they themselves have been involved in uh, having someone bully them in their lifetime, or you're perhaps touched by some of the words that Charles is sharing with us. You can join us um, on our program today, 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. Your website, tell us a little bit about uh, the site and why you did it. Sure. So I wanted to make sure that everyone could see it and, and, and make sure that they, they know what Unity Day is and they can go to one place and get all the information they need. So my website is unitychallenge.org. That's unitychallenge.org. And, and on this website, it gives information on, on what Unity Day is, my work, and what I've done with it, why I, I've started the, the campaign, as well as a, a social media challenge called the Unity Challenge. Um, so in this challenge, you, you pick one of the words, one of the themes of Unity Day, that being tolerance, kindness, and respect. And you write that on your hand and post a selfie on your social media account. And there's also an optional video that you can do that explains why you chose that word and, and what that word means to you. And, and what this shows is, is your commitment to, to implementing one of these themes in your life and, and helping prevent uh, both bullying and, and being respectful and, and kind to others. You know, one thing that has struck me throughout our discussion today, and I'm sure some of the folks listening to us may be thinking the same thing. You're from a generation that has grown up or is growing up, if I can phrase it that way, in a culture where there's an awful lot of intolerance. Um, Hate speech pretty much occurs on a, a daily basis. And to a large extent, there people just have a certain lack of respect for one another. Do you find that demoralizing? Of course. Um, and, and I think that it's something that, that definitely needs to be, needs to be stopped. What, what sets Unity Day apart from, from any other anti-bullying day comes with the word anti. Um, with, with bullying, with, with just a regular anti-bullying day, um, it, it creates a, a negative energy because people are coming together against something. And, and when people are coming together against something, it creates a, an environment where everyone points the finger at each other, calling each other the bully, looking out for the victim, looking out for the bad behavior, um, and that isn't really productive. With Unity Day, every, everyone's coming together for something. Everyone, com- everyone is coming together for tolerance, for kindness, and for respect. And, and with that... The negative behavior of the bullies is filtered out through the positive energy, and, and everyone is left with something to learn. Um, I think that that tolerance, kindness, and respect, and, and respecting other people's viewpoints is is something that, if if we could all come together and do, it would make the world a much better place. And as you say that, um, I also think back to what you mentioned, the very first portion of our discussion when you were talking about this idea of going to Washington, speaking to elected officials. And you said it was important to you that this effort be bipartisan. Why? Well, because there's, there's a lot of fighting going on in our country on both sides. Both sides are extremely intolerant of each other. Both sides are, are, are not listening to what each other has to say. And... And with a lack of respect, 
it's it's not going to be possible to to do anything. It's not going to be possible to come together. One of my favorite presidents, Abraham Lincoln, once said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." And well, we're we're pushing towards a, a house that's dividing against itself because everyone is is not listening to each other. They they don't care about what everyone has to say. And I think someone has to be there to listen and and mediate rather than just talk and fight. You used a very key word that many people forget and do not do on a regular basis, and that is this whole idea of listening. Because listening can very often key in on what somebody is really saying versus what you perceive them to be saying. And I think that's where a lot of people drop the ball uh, in terms of really paying attention to what's going on. Um, Social media. And the approach of the social media challenge, I think I know the answer to this, but why is it important to take the approach that you're suggesting? Well, like I said before, if you, social media is only good if you make it good. Mm-hmm. And, and by taking the Unity Challenge, you're making social media good. It becomes a hub of, of positivity, kindness, and, and respect. Everyone's coming together for something amazing, and, and by seeing the, the mass support on social media, it'll make more people want to join. It will make more people want to f- see Unity Day as important, and, and it will just sort of push it off to the next level in terms of support. A lot of people who are listening to our discussion today are probably wondering the answer to the question I'm going to pose to you. What are you planning to do with your future? With my future? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would, like to be, I would like to become a lawyer. My dream is to be a Supreme Court justice. Um, on a second note, I, I started a, a sports network at my school called GSBN. It's a little play on words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we live broadcast and commentate uh, varsity sports. So my dream is, if not a Supreme Court justice, then to be a, a sports commentator. You have fun doing that? Absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun. You learn a lot about, about what it takes in order to, to be in that industry. And it's, it's, it's just so much fun to be on the air and, and talk to, to my peers. Mm. Good for you. I think that's a wonderful idea that you started something like that as well. We're talking with Charles Colin on our program on The Fan this morning and talking with him about um, this topic of bullying you know, as I mentioned earlier in this discussion, um, Charles is somebody who was bullied, um, went through five years of uh, bullying, and, you know, is in a situation now where he is seeking to turn things around and turn things around in a huge way, not just personally, but also on a national level. Um, the kindness message that's at the root, really, of what we're talking with him about today is um, expected to result in some big things starting this Wednesday on the 23rd with Unity Day um, and a resolution that's going to be announced um, by Congress. Now, is the announcement to, scheduled to take place on that day? I'm, I'm not exactly sure, but I know it's, it's sometime in the next few weeks. We're, we're sending it around to all of our offices trying to get um, some co-signers and, and eventually with, uh, the more buzz we get around it is the faster it'll pass. 
Um, what, what I've what I've been hearing from from Senator Blumenthal's office as well as Congressman Emmer's office is it could take a week or it could take a year. It depends on on how much buzz and and how much noise we make of it. And and through the support, it'll fast. It'll pass a lot faster. Didn't ask you this earlier, but I'm going to now. What would you say is the biggest misconception or misconceptions when it comes to the topic of bullying? I think a lot of people think that that kids can just suck it up, and and a lot of people just say, "Well, deal with it." Someone's being mean to you. You know, what are you going to do about it? I I think because I was so strong and I was so mentally sound because of my my experience with my being a surviving triplet, I think that gave me a lot of courage to push through it. But that's something that a lot of kids don't have. And and a lot of kids don't have a a permanent sense of confidence that nobody can take away from them. And and that take that makes it extremely difficult, if impossible, for them to just simply push through it without any support. And that whole idea of you know, saying that to to kids, um, you know, as they're developing, that they've got to somehow suck this up and and take that on too. That it just seems like an awful lot to really be piling on them. This for sure. Um, I, th- I mean, I really think that that the best way to help anyone is just to be an ally, just to listen to them, and and to try to help them. To, to sit with, with someone that you don't usually sit with at lunch, to, to make sure that, that your peer uh, and your classmate is okay. It's something that, that I never had. I mean, like I said, my, my faculty was sympathetic, but there was nothing that they could do. I had, it wasn't like I didn't have friends, but the friends that I did have wouldn't want to get involved with it because they were afraid they would be a target as well. And and so that really puts everyone in a really difficult situation, but it takes one strong person to make a difference in someone's life. Um, and, and unfortunately, as, as what we've seen in our country time and time again, um, that one person could, could potentially save that person's life. What about the role of teachers and school administrators in being part of, I guess, the solution here? Well, of course, they have to keep their eyes open. In, in, my, in my situation, it was really difficult for them to find anything. They would really have to be looking hard. I mean, they would actually have to almost investigate in order to, to see what was going on with me. And, and I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be similar to a lot of other students. Not every, but, but a lot of others. And they just have to make sure that they're keeping an open eye and make sure that they're meeting with, with kids that bring it up to them and, and just listening to them. Just making sure that they that they know exactly what's going on and and believe in in what these children are saying. And the whole idea of providing a comfortable enough environment for the young people to actually speak up about what they're going through. Of course, um, you of course you have to be strong enough to to speak your mind and and make sure that you're getting your story out there because help is not going to come unless you tell everyone what's going on and someone can reach out. It's, it's not always obvious when, when someone's getting bullied, especially if it's getting bullied on an emotional level that, that nobody can see. And, and in order for, for someone to, to reach out and give you a helping hand, you need to talk to someone about it. You need to be strong enough to come forward and say, I'm being bullied 
and and I need your help. And Charles, what happens when someone who is reaching out, speaking up, is not being believed? Well, in in that case, you just need to continue to to advocate for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's it's very demoralizing. There were a few times where where I wasn't believed, not by by faculty, but but by the kids around me, and the way that I took it was I just kept advocating for myself and 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 kept my own way about me, and and through that way I was able to get through it with the with the help of of my family and and the teachers support around me. Were there things that people would say to you that indicated they didn't believe what you were saying or was it their actions or inactions? It, it was really the, the lack of, of help, mm. the, the lack of caring. I mean, I think there's a lot of kids that knew that I was getting bullied, but they didn't want to intervene. They didn't want to get in the middle of it. And I mean, it's unfortunate. I, I can definitely see where they're coming from. They're trying to protect themselves, but in a way it's, in a way it's protecting themselves and in a way it's, it's selfish, but, like I said, I, I would never blame anyone for for um, for not knowing what what was going on because of how well it was hidden. Uh, as well as I feel no hate for my bullies or, or anyone that didn't help me. I I would help anyone if they needed my help. If they called me up on the phone, even without apologizing, I would be the first person there to help them because I truly believe in the best of people, and and I truly believe that that people change, people mature. And and as they get older, they'll they'll see the errors of their ways. Okay. The website again. The address for that is sure. Uh, the website for for my my Unity Day would be unitychallenge.org. And and please do visit Pacer because they they did play a big role of of launching my campaign. Like I said, they coined Unity Day. Um, they've been working on this for a very long time. Uh, their their website is pacer.org. They, they have lots of other things to look at, uh, lots of other events that they run, uh, Unity Day being specific to, to me. We'll mention those websites more as we continue with Charles on our program this Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning on The Fan. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. And top of the hour, it is the NFL preview that happens on The Fan. Rick Wolf has the Sports Edge along at 7.30 this morning. Morning line at 8.30. And, of course, Melusis and Deal at 9. We're in a discussion with Charles Colon on our program. Uh, Charles has um, talked with us about this topic of bullying. Unity Day is this Wednesday. His website, unitychallenge.org. He's also mentioned the website for Pacer. P a c e r pacer dot o r g, and um, a number of different things that I want to touch upon in um, this last portion of our discussion with you. But I also said, what we do is try to work in a thought or two from some of the folks listening to us. Um, and tell you what, let's go to the phones here. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number here at the Fan. Let's go to Bob in Little Ferry, New Jersey. Robert, good morning. Welcome to the Fan. Uh, good morning to you, Bob, and good morning, Charles. Good morning. Good morning. 
Uh, Charles, let me hit a couple of things here uh, discuss with you, and uh, maybe uh, we can uh, figure some things out here. Number one, obviously, both boys and girls, I think, get bullied equally. So let's not just think this is a boy-on-boy thing. I think girls uh, bully each other just as much as boys do. Now, taking that into uh, consideration, I myself, when I was a youngster, and I used to walk to school, I used to carry with me a bunch of baseball cards, all the kids did at that time. And sometimes you really had hot baseball cards, you know. Well, this one guy, which I would describe as a bully, obviously he was a little older than I am, uh, he knew I had these cards because he used to see me flipping them, you know, in the school grounds and things like that. And he says, oh, this kid's loaded with good cards here, you know. So he was always trying to, to kind of corner me to get those cards and everything. Now, he never threatened me physically, but a couple of times I would walk to school a different way. So it was not to go the same route so I wouldn't run into him. But he'd find me once in a while, you know. And I think that in bullying, it isn't always physical where you had to be threatened that somebody was going to beat you up or something. A lot of times these bullies, uh, they, they just psychologically try to intimidate you. And what I did was, I guess there's two ways. We've always heard the, the guy, well, if you can punch him in the nose, he won't bother you anymore. You know, it's always been uh, the thing that people like to say. But I found out from my experience, even as a young guy, I was able to talk to him. And he was intimidating me. There's no question about it. But I would let it rub off me a little bit. And I would talk to him. And believe it or not, after about two or three more confrontations with him, he would actually pass me on the street and not, not have a conversation with me, but he'd acknowledge me by going, like, yeah, how you doing? And I go, yeah, hello, how you doing? And walk by him. So I, I think the object I'm getting to, and perhaps you can comment on it, is that the problem here with the bullies is that if they know someone, I guess they have a reasonable life, I don't know, but when they don't know someone, they find an easy prey to intimidate, and they're not looking at the person as a person. That person is an object. And I think somehow if you could make that bully be aware that you're a person and not an object, they will look at you differently. Is that kind of a psychological approach that can work? For sure. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with you, and I, and I really admire you for, for standing, up to, <laughs> standing up for yourself in the, in the face of your bully. Um, in a personal experience of mine is my, my parents were friends with another parents, with another uh, pair of parents in town, and, and they invited me to a, a Thanksgiving party. So I was the only other kid my age there, uh, other than a, a kid who was bullying me in school, and, and so we were forced to actually have to have a conversation. And through that night, he, he realized that I'm not the bad person that everyone makes me out to be, that I'm, I'm actually a, a really cool guy. And, and so from there, he was actually able to realize that, that what he was doing was bad, and, and he helped me at any time he could. So I completely agree with you that it's all about the perspective of, of looking at that person as another person rather than trying to better yourself through, through making sure that your insecurities are, are put together. I think what you suggested there was that uh, the person thinking that there's something bad about you and thus you're a victim of bullying, where I think that, that isn't necessarily has to be the case. 
the bully doesn't have to think you're bad. He just doesn't realize that you're a, a you know, a, a person that just is, it looks like you can be intimidated. And so I don't think the connection is that it's a bad person. It's just that they're taking advantage. But I think yeah. if you bring that person to think clearly and maybe suspect that, oh, my God, this this person is breathing and is human and is like me in, in a sense, then I don't think I should bully this kid anymore. So that, that's, you know, I don't know. But uh, I, I think that when the uh, – I'll leave you with this, Charles. When the student, for instance, feels he's being bullied and he goes to the teacher, what happens next? See, to me, it could turn out to be somewhat dangerous because when the bully finds out that he reported, that the student reported the bully to the teacher or the principal or whatever, and the right action isn't taken, I could see where that could manifest itself into something uh, a little more dangerous, if you know what I mean. So I think the question here is, what do you do with the bully, uh, with the bully rather? What do you do with him to kind of get him to, to slow down? Well, the best thing that you can do is is try to use the support around you if you have it to to push through it. If you don't have any support, um, the best thing to do is is try to talk to your parents to try to find someone to advocate for yourself to try to get some fans in terms of the teachers. Uh, I know that that through going to teachers and, and through it even got to the point where it, it got to some parents, um, it just made the whole situation worse. But in in that case, with no student support, that's really the only the only action that you can take. And, and you just have to really hope that, that through support that everything will, will turn out okay for you. It's I, I mean I think that through through my my platform uh, with with Unity Day it creates a lot of support that you can see online. It it creates a lot of uh, an energy where where people want to go out and show support publicly for everyone who's getting bullied. And and of course when, when you go over to Pacer's website, they're a huge ally that that you can use in order to to get through your experience. Well, Charles, good luck with everything. Uh, I think it's a great idea, and I, I wish you a lot of good luck in the future with this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay, Bob. Bob, Bob take care. Thank you. Thank you very much for your call this morning. Uh, you want to join us? 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. Now, Charles, one of the natural questions, I think, um, or at least it is in my mind. I always assume these are natural questions in everybody else's mind, too. And you alluded to this to some extent in the last segment of our discussion. But realistically, today, how do you feel about the individuals who bullied you? Well, how do I feel about them? Like I said, I, I feel no hatred for them. I, I, if, they, if they needed my help, I would be the first person to go out and help because, like I said, I believe in the best of people. I believe that that these kids aren't uh, they they aren't mean. They aren't in like they they aren't bad. I think that that in their in their way they're lost. And and I think it's up to Unity Day to be the the guiding lighthouse to to bring them back to to what makes people people, which would be their their kindness. So you believe that there's an innate sense of kindness. Yeah, um, I, I think that, that in a way you, you just have to kill them with kindness, and, and that goes a long way. It, it can really change someone's mindset. It can really make a bad situation into a positive one. Mm. 
when we talk about this idea of Unity Day, and again, we're talking about this Wednesday, the 23rd, for Unity Day. Realistically, based on everything you've said to us thus far, Unity Day is something that you feel very passionately is needed for our country, but it really starts with the individual, doesn't it? I, I think that, that Unity Day is, is as powerful as, as the schools and the people make it. Um, I think that, that it already it, it's a very powerful message and, and it has a very powerful theme, and all it, all it takes is, is people to support it for it to boom. Uh, another big part of Unity Day that I'm trying to expand would be trying to get a curriculum in place for the actual day of Unity Day. So when talking to congressmen and senators, they said, yes, every school has a day uh, for for bullying, and, and every day in a school's curriculum is precious. So so what makes Unity Day stand out other than the, the negative versus positive? And, and we came up with an idea to uh, to make Unity Day in to sort of implement a curriculum into the day of Unity Day. So, for example, when you go into science class, instead of learning about biology for that one day, you'd learn about something that fits the theme of unity. So you would learn about what happens in the brain when someone is, is cruel to someone over time, rather than when someone's kind in a healthy mind. In, in English class, we would read poems or, or different articles of the, of the themes of Unity Day. In history, you'd learn about different enemies that came together for the good, and they put their differences aside to, to better themselves and the world. And, and so with that, on top of the, the seminar event, it would create a, an, a day where people are educated about why unity is needed and, and the importance of it, as well as giving personal experiences. And it seems like such a, a, a natural fit with the concept of Unity Day, obviously. For sure. Um, I mean, I think the, the curriculum pushes the day off to a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And, and through education and, and through the school system, it can, it can become a lot more official and, and a lot more powerful because it can reach a lot more students. How big a factor in promoting the concepts that you're talking about is this idea of access to the media? Well, in our culture, like I've said, everyone, re- everyone resorts to the media. Everyone uses their phone. Everyone is, is checking it the minute they wake up to, to the last moment when they go to bed. And, and to have something on, on social media and, and where everyone can see it makes it extremely accessible. It, it creates an environment where, where people can't avoid it because it's, it's right in front of them and, and it's on a major... Uh, it's on a major platform. And so with that, with everyone checking their, their social media and everyone on it all the time, it, it, it can branch out more. It can expand more. More people will know about it, and, and the word can spread a lot faster. And I was actually asking, it's interesting you answered the question in the fashion you did, because I was actually asking about the role that traditional media can play in getting that message out. Um. In, in terms of, of what, can you be a little bit more In terms specific? of I'm sorry. what you're talking about, you're trying to get the message out you, using that. Things like we're doing right now, having a discussion like this. Well, it, it of course, when, when people listen to the show and when, when people go on and they, and they show their support, the, the media is, is a great way to, to let the people know about, about what's going on. When you have, when you have something that, that 
is is accessible to to a mass amount of people, it can it can really develop into something big because more people will know about it, more people can spread the word, more people can spread their support on social media, and and as a result, it can grow a lot bigger. Charles Colon talking with us on our program. Unitychallenge.org is his website, pacer.org, the website for Pacer, as Charles mentioned earlier in our discussion. Unity Day plans are for this Wednesday, the 23rd. Let's hope for a very successful day that day. Thank you so much for Thank joining you. us on our program. Now, now Mr. Salter, can I, can I please add something very quickly. before I go? Um, so I was actually very disappointed because I had no, no representatives from New York responded to my, to my emails. And so I'm really trying to get as, as much support as I possibly can. And so um, if there is anyone you know or anyone that, that anyone listening knows that, that can really come out and support and, and help make Unity Day into something really big and amazing, please feel free to contact me uh, at, colon, at, at c colon 3 at uh, gmail.com. Charles, let's hope that that certainly does happen, and certainly good luck with the efforts of Unity Day, too. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.